it sounds almost like common sense, doesn't it? Bioeconomy, <laughs> bringing together nature with economics. They have to be reconciled. This is the Magellan Journal, a podcast series here to help you navigate through EU opportunities. We remove the noise around current EU issues on different topics, such as transport and environment, each time through the perspective of a different expert. In this podcast, we speak to our very own colleague, Teresa Presas, senior consultant at Magellan for already six years, with an incredible experience in sustainability and European affairs. Teresa has just returned from the World Bioeconomy Forum in Brazil, where she moderated a number of sessions on the important and very current topic of bioeconomy. Teresa is here today to tell us more about bioeconomy and the main takeaways of the World Bioeconomy Forum. Hello, good afternoon, Teresa, and thank you for doing this podcast with us. For those who might not know you yet, can you briefly present yourself and your work in a few sentences? Hello, Andrea. Very, very nice to hear you. Not to see you, but to hear you. And very happy to, to be here and happy that you invited me uh, to this uh, podcast. I've been with Magellan for six years as a senior consultant. And my role has been to draw on my experience from different places where I have worked, particularly sustainability. My professional career has been associated largely with forest pulp and paper industry and, you know, overarching all these European affairs. Mm -hmm. And among others, you are also an advisory board member of the World Bioeconomy Forum, which is um, a big thing. Can you tell us a bit more what is the World Bioeconomy Forum, actually? Yeah, it's a very exciting place to be in. I was actually co-founder of it four years ago. And the Bioeconomy Forum is a global platform for circular bioeconomy stakeholders to discuss, share ideas and best practices and to promote bio-based products, bio-based solutions. We believe that the bioeconomy is very much part of the solution to address the global challenges that we face today, in particular climate change. And uh, I hope to be able to talk more about it. In the forum, we showcase biodiversity in practice with different views on bioeconomy, feedstocks, climate change, bioproducts and policies. And who exactly are the bioeconomy stakeholders of the world? They are policymakers, of course. They are academia, so researchers, international and national institutions. Um, I'm thinking of OECD, for example, FAO. Um, a number of uh, forest institutions, those are the stakeholders, they are not uh, members of the advisory board, okay, mm -hmm. but, and then companies, industry, business, financial organizations, all these groups, if you want, are the stakeholders for the bioeconomy, because they're the ones who are developing, driving it, that we would like them to, to do so, Okay. Mm -hmm. And what are the activities then of the World Bioeconomy Forum? Okay, we do a near event that we organize uh, and, and we'll come back to this. It's the World Bioeconomy Forum. So we organize it in different parts of the world. And then we organize four roundtables, one every quarter. And they are based on our four pillar structures that I will um, talk more later on. 
This year, we organized not four roundtables, but five, because one was about the bioeconomy in Brazil as, you know, an anticipation to, to the forum there. We mm-hmm. have organized two conferences in Finland. Last year, the conference was online, of course. This year, we went to Brazil, to the state of Pará, Belém, its capital, and it was a hybrid format. So after each event, we publish the annual declaration of our principles of what we believe in, and also encouraging our stakeholders to implement those principles and shape the bioeconomy. We also established an annual bioproduct day, which takes takes place on the 7th of July. Mm -hmm. And can you tell us a few more words on the concept of bioeconomy? What does it actually mean? The the European Commission defines it as the production of renewable biological resources and the conversion of these resources and waste streams into value-added products, such as food, feed, bio-based products, as well as bioenergy. So the bioeconomy has emerged as a globally transformative force in industries on the supply side, and then as a transformative force for consumption change and waste reduction on the demand side. Maybe this is a bit, um, I think it's not complicated. It's really a transformative. It's about transformation of industries, transformation of consumption, transformation of waste streams, Mm -hmm. okay? So innovation is the key driver and also international collaboration. Those are very important elements of the bioeconomy, capitalizing on science and technology, partnerships, financing, okay? Now, let me tell you, I said I would come back to the, the, the structure in which the bioeconomy rests, the four pillar structure that we are promoting in the World Bioeconomy Forum. Mm-hmm. And yes, maybe please. this will help, maybe, maybe this will help understand better. So the first one is called the bioeconomy, people, planet and policies. And it reflects the importance and the need to local, regional and national strategies. There is no one size fits all bioeconomy. It has to be based on local conditions, whether they are economic, social or environmental and supported by policies. So this is kind of an umbrella, right? The second Mm -hmm. one, the global leaders and the financial world indicates the role of the private sector and the financial sector. The circular bioeconomy is certainly one of the most innovative models uh, of the economy today. No one can achieve the huge challenges that we face on its own. So industry and business, they bring innovation. Innovation needs sustainable financing to reach the market. And as you know, Financing has been one of the topics of COP26 in these days. And then as the definition states, the third pillar is about bioproducts because the bioeconomy delivers value-added products. So the third pillar is about bioproducts around us and the involvement of the consumers in uptaking them. 
And then last but not least, the last pillar, the fourth pillar, is titled Looking into the Future. And as it says, it's about the future. This mm -hmm. year, we addressed the bioeconomy and health. Last year was bioeconomy and education. So, you know, how is it going to evolve in, in, in particular areas? Mm -hmm. And how come Brazil was chosen host for the forum? Any particular reason for this location? Yeah, our, our audiences. So, you know, our stakeholders and our audiences, uh, if I may say so, they want to know the state of the bioeconomy in the world. In Pará, in Brazil, we showed concrete examples of the business dynamism that is animating the bioeconomy, particularly in Latin America and in Brazil. How innovation is developing the circular bioeconomy and demonstrate that sustainability creates values. So for Pará and for ourselves, it was an immense opportunity to, to show that state in Brazil, in northern Brazil, can be a leader in the green economy. Pará is the gateway to the Amazon region. And it was very important for them. This, the state governor opened the event and there on stage, he signed a decree that creates the, the state bioeconomy strategy. So it was a very important moment. The government also said that he would take the, the document to COP26, which then would be highlighting the evolution of the bioeconomy. Because the bioeconomy is not only, you know, in, in the so-called uh, Europe and US and, and the, developed, the most developed regions of the world, it really is all around us. And the interest that it raised was translated in the fact that over 900 people participated online and 400 attended in person. All in all, more than 170 organizations from six continents were represented. And we had 60 speakers from 20 countries. So it shows that, you know, wide countries and territories, the bioeconomy in countries and territories, their opportunities in the bioeconomy differ. There are opportunities in all countries regardless of income levels and natural resources. And then being in Pará, as everywhere else, we appreciate and valorize the knowledge and traditional production systems uh, combined with environmental conservation, research and innovation. So it was a very good uh, partnership with, with the state of Pará. Mm -hmm. And those numbers are, are really impressive of the representation of, of all different countries and continents. Can you tell us what are those bioproducts that you discussed? Yeah, bioproducts are the replacement of fossil-based products. You know, as I said, one size does not fit all. If we come back to, to um, uh, Para, maybe the bioeconomy was invented there. You know, the, the Para is one of the largest growers of acai, which is a particular ancestral fruit in, in a particular palm tree. This acai chain transformed that fruit in a number of different products. And it is even cosmetics, uh, let alone food. 
and it is an example of valorization of local products and knowledge. So it's a clear example of bioeconomy. Of course, in Pará, uh, it is based on social diversity, meaning that social aspects and social justice is imperative to advance the bioeconomy there. So products offered by nature and collected and processed by local communities, sometimes in partnership with, with the companies. So they make all sorts of products like pharmaceutical, cosmetics, I just said it, you know. And then in Europe, the US, and in a number of other, North America and elsewhere, the bioproducts are very diverse. We showcased in, in Para textiles, new materials, biochemicals, also food. So mostly based on innovation in science and technology. And it's interesting uh, to, to notice that a number of startups are in the area of bioeconomy. We actually gave them, you know, a couple of minutes uh, to a number of them to come and, and tell us uh, what they are doing. So the bioeconomy drives change and change drives the bioeconomy. It very much contributes to the European Green Deal. If you, if you notice what I just said, yeah, it, its main objective is to associate environmental protection with economic benefits. Um, yeah, by, by being able to substitute fossil-based products, it is key to reduce CO2 emissions. So, but it's a quite a complex uh, discipline, different model for processes and products and new business strategies. It's also about new value chains that are driven by business thinking, industry activities, sustainable financing, research and innovation by academia, you were asking me who are the stakeholders, but here mm -hmm. they are. And they are all key elements to deliver products and services that are solutions to a sustainable global society. And it's no wonder if the European Commission is supporting it in its financial programs. Already in the past Horizon 2020 programs, 3.85 billion Europe of public funds were dedicated to bioeconomy projects. Mm -hmm. So indeed, there is already a lot happening both on the European and on the world front. It's not another buzzword. It's really, I think it, it, it sounds almost like common sense, doesn't it? Bioeconomy, <laughs> bringing together nature with economics. They have to be reconciled. Yeah. Yes, it sounds like a natural symbiosis. Yeah. Thank you, Teresa, for telling us a lot uh, on this topic. Finally, to, to close this conversation, what are, in your opinion, the next steps for the successful future of bioeconomy in the EU and in the world? Yeah, you know, again, as uh, we said in COP25, as you know, the three key issues are finance, phasing out coal, fossil fuels, and nature-based solutions. And all these can be brought by the bioeconomy. As I said, bioproducts are based on nature-based solutions. They can replace fossil-based fuels. It is very important to balance, I just said, nature and economy. And I think it is made possible by intelligent and cohesive policies, by advanced product development, and well-established principles. So one thing, you know, already part of the, the way is opened. Then the circularity part of the equation, nature economy, is a must to ensure that resources are not depleted and are used in a sustainable way, at the same time 
bringing value. Financing is, of course, a cornerstone for the success of the bioeconomy, but we believe uh, that with this uh, movement that is being created in COP26, and not, not only because before COP26, already biggest investors in the world were informing their clients that they would no longer support oil projects. So finance is a, a cornerstone for the success of the bioeconomy. And with this movement, as I was saying, based on the global huge concern about climate change, risk could be reduced, making it more attractive for investors. And then consumers have a key role Without acceptance by the consumers and citizens, bioproducts will not have a future. So, you know, what's the future of the bioeconomy? I think I just enumerated. And we are in a critical transition moment towards a world that is more sensible and open to real change. So we believe strongly, the World Bioeconomy Forum believes strongly that establishing a circular bioeconomy has a role in this transition moment and it is change and all actors all the stakeholders have to contribute to it thank you Teresa for telling us more on this very important and current topic and thank you once again for participating in our podcast my pleasure Andrea thank you so much to you and to the challenge thank you bye bye If you like this podcast and want to know more about Magellan, check out our website at www.magellan-association.org.